Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today, listening live either on talkradio.nyc, talkingalternative.com, or on our Facebook live stream if uh, you would like to see the video. Unfortunately, my guest is, is not in studio, so I, 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 it'll just be me, my, my guest on the phone, but we're going to have a fun time anyway. So please feel free to tune into the Facebook live stream. Ah, good friend Camille just joined. Welcome, Camille. I know we have a couple of uh, watchers on the Facebook live stream. Um, so, of course, let's get started. I'm very excited to bring my guest on. But first, I have to give you my quotes of the day today and see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. If you can imagine it, you can have it. This is the name of the game. This is the lesson to learn. It couldn't be any easier. Reality is not what your eyes show your mind but what your mind creates for your eyes to see. You are not limited by logic, the past, or the world around you. You are not of the world around you. You are supernatural, pure spirit. You came first. Magic, miracles, and luck are the consequences of understanding this, the inevitable result of dreaming and acting in spite of appearances. You are ever so close. Simply stay the course. It won't be very much longer. Soul power, the universe. <laughs> we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. A, a little bit longer. Usually the quotes from the universe are short and the, the quotes from Abraham are longer. But this is opposite today, I think. But this is a great quote. This is an absolutely an amazing, amazing quote for us all. Just the first sentence, if you can imagine it, you can have it. The universe is not a cruel universe. It would not give us the ability to imagine things that are completely outside the realm of possibility. Of course, this doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be easy to manifest. Doesn't mean it's not going to take work. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have to work on yourself and, and you know face our own demons. But what it means is, if you can imagine it, you can visualize it, if you can see it so clearly in your mind that you can feel it pulling you towards it, there is no way it is not going to happen. The only way it's not going to happen is if you change your mind, if you stop desiring it, or if you decide for whatever reason that, you know what, I don't, I don't want to work that hard. I've changed my mind. I want to do something else instead. And that's fine. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with changing your mind. And the beauty is you can change your mind as many times as you want. Just don't be surprised if it happens to take a little bit longer if you keep changing your mind because, you know, you might confuse the universe a little bit. And it's like, well, I keep getting ready. I keep getting ready. And you keep changing your mind. And it's like, okay, finally you planted that stake in the ground. You drew the line in the sand. You say, that's it. I'm going for this no matter what. This is what I want. And you'd be surprised how heaven and earth move to conform to your will. So, wonderful quote from the universe and just remember you're ever so close just stay the course just stay the course a little bit longer 
Wonderful. Okay, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. If you are being swept into some current that is not comfortable or not in harmony with your desire, you must remember that couldn't happen if you weren't offering a vibration that matched it in some way. If you're vibrating differently from that, you're not having that experience. Abraham. See, a very good quote from Abraham, and this is kind of like the other side of the coin of the quote from the universe, which is, you know, if some chaos, drama, some bizarre challenge is circling around you, uh, you're having to deal with, there is something energetic of that in your vibration. There is something energetic about that in your being, in your presence, in how you're living. Otherwise, it would not be there. And that's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just the way things are. And actually, it is a, to me, it is a good thing because it's great. It's just showing you, okay, here's a little something to clean up. You know, so often we think that we have an inner world and we have an outer world. And that, you know, in this inner world, we have all these great ideas, imaginations. And then in the outer world, it's just chaos. And we don't understand, you know, why are things so different? I'm here to tell you today, there is no difference. There is no inner world. There is no outer world. There is only the world. And what you are seeing reflected around you is merely what is inside of you. And if there's something in the outer world that does not please you, well, it's simply a sign for you to get to work on something about yourself. It's merely an idea of like, oh, like, you know, the, here are people not being nice to each other. How am I not being nice to myself? How am I talking to myself in a harsh way? How am I not being pleasant? How am I not taking care of myself? How am I not being there for others and allowing others to be there for me? All right? Things do not just show up in our lives. They're there because they are within us. There is, I, I'm telling you now, the universe, Abraham, they'll all agree with me. There is nothing in your life today that is not within you in some fashion. Now, it may not be exact. It may not be, you know, 100% exactly this is the way it is, but it's there. And you may have to be a little creative because, you know, maybe you'd say, oh, well, I would never do that to another person. But how are you doing that to yourself? Or I would never say such a thing to my best friend. But are you saying such things to your family? Oh, I would, I would never treat anybody that harshly. Well, how harsh have you treated your parents lately? It, it's not always easy or comfortable to see or realize. But hey, look. It's just an example of how we can grow and learn and be better, have a better time, enjoy ourselves more. It, that's all. It, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to shy away from. Enjoy it. Love it. Embrace it. And you'll see life will transform in ways you could not have imagined. So... Two wonderful, amazing quotes of the day from Abraham and from the universe. 
and and now I would like to introduce my guest. It is my extreme pleasure, and I just I love my quotes because they're so apropos for my guest. I'm very pleased <laughs> uh, to introduce to you Joseph Ranseth. He is a speaker, author, and transformationist. Oh boy, a transformationist, my first one. Joe has been helping individuals and organizations start movements for over 15 years. He has been a featured expert on national television, including Fox News, CBS, CTV. That's a Canadian one, right? CBC? Oh, that's another one. Yeah, you guys up north, you have different, uh, uh, you have different alphabet soups than we do. And he's yeah, been, that's right. <laughs> and he's been featured in leading industry publications such as Advertising Age and has been recognized several times by the Huffington Post for using social media to inspire the world. He is a best-selling author, a fellow TEDx speaker, I am proud to say, and a purpose-driven entrepreneur. He's the founder of Vine Strategy and co-founder of Greenleaf Social Media. He also teaches digital strategy and online marketing in the professional program at the University of Winnipeg, and I am extremely, extremely pleased and happy that uh, he's here to join us on the Conscious Consultant Hour. Welcome, Joseph. Thank you. I, you know, the only regret I have is that I couldn't be there in in studio today. But uh, I just had a son uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, so I unfortunately couldn't couldn't make it there. Uh, well, well, next time you come to New York, we'll get you here in studio. Okay. Looking forward to it. Deal. What, what's your son's name? His name is Enoch. Enoch? Oh, yeah. that's a unique the, one. Where'd you get that name? The, yeah, that's, it's a great question. I've been asked that uh, just as many times as, uh, as I've been asked what his name is. And uh, Enoch the, the prophet was actually uh, mentioned just obscurely in the Bible, um, but is uh, is written about in a number of uh, of, of other um, writings of uh, you know uh, Jewish origin uh, mm-hmm. as well as others. Um, and uh, long story short, um, there was one passage uh, in one book that I read uh, about Enoch that it, essentially it said that um, this prophet taught his people uh, that they were of one heart, of one mind. Uh, and they dwelt together in peace, and there was no poor among them. Mm. Uh, and that he really, like you know, that. through this uh, this process of creating unity, um, had eradicated poverty, um, but he created such harmony. And, and essentially, if you look at what he did, he created a heaven on earth. And as the as the legend goes, uh, God took Enoch and his entire city up into heaven. And, you know, for me, um, whether you take that literally or not, uh, there's such a beauty to me um, in, in just that, the symbolism wow. of working toward creating unity, so much uh, that not only did it exist within the minds and hearts of people, but that it existed on the outside as well. And as your quotes were talking about kind of that inner outer world, um, that's the natural uh, result, is that when our minds are together, when our hearts are together, there's not going to be anyone lacking. No one's going to be poor. No one's going to be suffering on the outside. And, uh, you know, and because of that, just, just the symbolism of saying, you know, this, this is why we're here, is, is to learn to create that, that heaven on earth, or that full divine expression of, of who we are, was fully realized not just in an individual, but in a community. Mm. Um, to me, that, yes. that, that concept motivates so much of what I do, 
And I decided I just wanted to put a whole bunch of pressure on my son to be able to, to do the same <laughs> when he grew up. Right. You, you, you just gave him a little bit of a uh, uh, mantle to live up to, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, uh, actually, we're going to come up upon, I'm going to go out uh, for our first commercial break a little bit early before we we get into more. But when we come back, Joe, I'd love for you to kind of talk a little bit more about your background and kind of how you came to be so enthralled with this idea of creating a movement and and really learning from like some of the great uh, names of of the world and and what sort of motivated you to say to help help others to use the same principles to create their own movements, okay? Yeah, I would love to do that. All right, beautiful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Joseph Ranseth, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to to 21st Century Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Are you concerned about epilepsy, autism, or diabetes? Are you interested in alternative treatments, the impact of health, or new therapies? Then tune into my show, Frank About Health. I'm Frank Harrison, the host. Tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc, where you learn more about these illnesses, treatments, the social impacts, and create a dialogue with each other. That's Frank About Health, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Joseph Ranseth. Um, uh, uh, Joe, you, you, you're an author. What's the name of your book? I don't even have the name of your book here. Well, I've, I've written called The, uh, the Purpose Driven Manifesto, uh, ah, and people okay. can actually get a free copy uh, of that on my website oh, um, if they like, uh, and it's, it's also included in a, in a print version on Amazon, but I, I'm happy to give it away for free on, on my website to anyone who's interested. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, good. We'll, we'll, we'll mention that again towards the end of the show. Um, so, Joseph, I'm, I'm curious, how does one end up being a, a transformationist and, and somebody who's uh, all about <laughs> creating movements? Well, you know, 
I really love what you said earlier about, you know, uh, in those quotes about, you know, the distinction um, and, uh, you know, synonymity of the inner and outer world. Mm. And a lot of times we, we talk about, you know, starting movements and uh, people interpret that in different ways. They want to sell a whole lot more of what they have or they want to create the social movement. Um, and, and that really aligns, you know, with an, with an outer result. Um, but the way that we get there, uh, to a lot of people's dismay, is not just on doing a bunch of outer mechanics. Uh, it really right. goes into doing the, the inner work. Um, and so this concept of, of transformation, obviously, is something that we all need to, to undergo. Um, but, uh, you know, back in the, uh, I think it was 15th or 16th century, um, there was a, a scientific theory uh, suggested uh, called transformationism which, um, you know, it, it was kind of a blend of the theory of evolution um, and, and spirituality, but basically what it said is that every organism, um, you know, grows and evolves because of uh, this push from something higher, from, from the divine. And that's, that's where evolution comes from, is this, oh, uh, this divine okay. push from above. And while that, that may have not been a full, you know, uh, fully valid scientific theory, um, I believe that that's something that we can all relate to, that, that there is uh, something within us uh, that's speaking to us, that's calling us to a more full expression of who we are um, as individuals and, and as our divine nature. Um, and when we go through those challenges, when we go through those successes, all of those things that we see in life, um, you know, that stir an emotion from us are calling us to a higher level of transformation to purify us, uh, you know, and to help us go through that process. And so, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, uh, the great movements and the leaders who started those movements. As I studied them, you know, there's an outward blueprint uh, that all of us can follow and we can look at. Um, but that outward blueprint does not work to the same degree without the inner transformation. And to me, that was what really, um, you know, captured my interest was, okay, we can see the outward signs of how Gandhi did it or how Martin Luther King right, did it. Right. But what was it about Gandhi? What was it about Dr. King? What was it about the other transformational leaders that allowed them to have the impact and result that they had? Because so many other people have tried doing similar things, uh, but there was something about that inner transformation work uh, that they did that gave them a power um, to create the result. And, and to me, that's where... You know, I think we're all called to, um, and that's, you know, part of my service is is trying to share some of those principles with folks. So for yourself, when you sort of began this path of your own transformation, what were some of the, I don't want to call them roadblocks, but what were some of the stepping stones that were a little bit difficult for you to sort of climb over, or what, what were some of the the key things that you found you needed to transform in order for you to have the impact that you wanted to have? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I think I'll, I'll give you two answers to that one, okay. a little, a little more superficial than the other is, okay. um, you know, I, I found myself in a space where on one hand, there was something that I was very passionate about what I loved and I felt was my purpose. And then on the other hand, there was kind of this outer world of, oh, I need to, I need to have a job or I need to make money so that I can survive. Um, and, you know, I, I felt that, you know, passion uh, and purpose um, and then profit, on the other hand, were, were at odds with each other. 
Um, you know, I got into internet marketing right. in the late 90s, uh, and then I was also an ordained minister. And what I did is I flip-flopped back and forth between uh, kind of this spiritual seeker, this uh, spiritual pursuit, and then uh, financial pursuit. Um, and it was very tiring. It was exhausting, kind of bouncing back and forth like a right. game of ping pong between those. Right. Um, when you know, uh, I was I was working, but my heart really longed to serve. Right. Uh, you know, to serve others uh, and to uplift. And then when I was doing that, I was stressed out because, uh oh, I'm I'm going to have to you know make a mortgage payment, uh, and this isn't paying the bills. So I've got to, in in that. And it was some advice from one of my earliest mentors that really helped me to transform that. And uh, this gentleman, his name was uh, Dr. Stephen Covey, which uh, many will ah, recognize as the author of Seven Habits, Habits of Highly Effective People. Yes. And and he, he said something that really transformed not only my perspective about myself, but, but my career um, and, uh, and my purpose. He said, Joseph, if you want to be successful, you need to learn how to integrate the spiritual with the secular. Oh, and it was, okay. it was music to my ears when he said that. I didn't fully comprehend the how. Um, you know, I didn't really get all of the what behind that, um, but I knew that I had been, you know, creating this dichotomy between two things, um, and he really just kind of bridged the gap and said, they don't have to be separate. Mm. Um, and it was very pragmatic advice, um, uh, but it had profound implications because I started realizing, you know, as you were alluding to earlier, that, that we are not separate. We're not right. separate from that which we desire. We're not right. separate from that which we despise. Right. Um, that everything is connected. Um, and uh, any, any separation that we create is illusion. Um, it's just a story that we tell ourselves in our mind. And, and that started breaking down, uh, you know, some walls for me and, and helped me to, to cast off some of those, those stories that I was telling myself uh, that were keeping me separate. Uh, not just from what I was seeking, but also from uh, from those around me that I was mm. trying to serve. I, I thought there was a great distinction, um, right. and so so that was that was one. And and I guess the other, you know, uh, diving a little little more personal, um, you know, just having a number of traumatic experiences. Um, what I found, uh, you know, we could probably spend an hour talking about, <laughs> you know, uh, those. But what I what I took away from them, uh, a common theme, was that when we are in times of difficulty, when, uh, when bad things happen, whether it's someone passing away, um, or, you know, it's a failure on your part, or something bad has happened to you, um, or some sort of a, a tragedy such as a health loss, or, uh, or whichever, all, all of these are things, uh, you know, that, that I had experienced. I, in the moment, I was taking them as, these are crappy things, why is this happening to me? You know, um, as if the universe was just taking a giant dump on me, you know, mm-hmm. um, and um, throughout those, what I really came to learn, um, the obstacle that, that I had to overcome was that there are no obstacles, that uh-huh. everything is a gift of love, if we, yes. if we choose to interpret it that way, right. uh, to help us uh, to a more full unfolding um, expression of our divine nature. And right. we can choose to reject that gift and say, oh, this is a crappy thing that's happening to me right now. Or we can, you know, adopt the belief that everything that's happening to me is calling me to a more full expression of my divine nature. How is this helping? 
um, mm. in what I came to see in all of those moments of, of incredible um, adversity is that they weren't things that I needed to overcome. They were gifts to purify me. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not about overcoming life, right? It's about integrating life and, and learning how to shift our focus to look at how do things serve us, not how do they disempower us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and, and, and I, I often say this, uh, um, you know, uh, to my clients is that, you know, it doesn't matter so much that your beliefs are true right. as much as it does that they serve you. Right. Um, and, right. And, and that jars people sometimes. But I, I, I give a very simple example that, you know, when I play basketball, sometimes I tell myself I'm Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and I have that belief that I am the world's greatest. Yeah. And, uh, it may not be true, but if it gives me confidence uh, and allows me to be more fully present in, in the moment, um, you know, to, to maybe take some of those risks or to right. cast off the inhibitions right. um, and to play more fully present. Uh, then that is a belief that that certainly serves me. But um, at a deeper level, um, it's not so much our our beliefs as it is you know our, our paradigms. You know what are what are those right. core beliefs? Right. Um, you know, and and it comes down to as you were you were just alluding to, uh, choosing to interpret uh, that life is either for you or against you. Right. And when we choose to believe that life is on our side, right. uh, then we then it's just a game of reinterpreting. Of saying, wow, this looks like life is against me, but at the core, I believe that everything in life is happening for me. I must reevaluate. I need to learn. I need to, to dig deeper, or I just need to cast off some BS stories that I'm telling myself. Right, right, right. And and again, this is not about uh, being sort of Pollyanna, oh, everything's great and wonderful, but it's like really taking a hard look at something and saying, well, it seems like this really sucks, but you know, in what way can this serve me? In what way does this help me? In what way does it make me a better person? In what way does this help me to connect to others? In what way does this teach me I need to take better care of myself so I can help others? Yeah, I I agree completely. I think probably one of the worst things that we can do when something bad happens to us is just say, no, this is great. I'm going to be fine, you know, and just yeah. repress those negative emotions, you know, and right. and we see that in, in so many, uh, so many different ways, whether it's our emotions or whether it's, you know, our natural inclinations, pardon me, um, right. you know, uh, whether it's cultural, uh, societal programming, religious, et cetera, you know, if, if we're experiencing something and then we repress it and just push it away, um, that's taking us out of the flow. Um, right. and our body's going to carry that, you know, our mind is creating a belief. Anytime we repress something, what we're doing is creating separation right. and saying that this is not good. You know, this is not a part of me. I don't like that. Right. Um, and we all know that the best way to get rid of an enemy is to make it your friend. Right. And right. so when these things, and we are tempted to see them as bad, um, come, it's like, no, let's not, uh, let's not repress it and pretend uh, let's let's learn to reinterpret it so that we can be at peace with it and let it go. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we could talk for an hour on this, because this is a subject I'm very passionate about. But right. um, it's not about pretending. And, and a friend of mine, you know, once asked me, she said, you know, every day is the best day ever to you. And, you know, don't you ever have a bad day? And I, I just had to very, um, you know, quickly say, today is not good because of circumstance. Uh, today is, period. Every day, it is what it is. 
And then it's up to me to choose how to interpret it in my favor or, or against me. So at the core is, is life for me or is life against me? Right, 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 right. And, and you know, I just uh, real quickly before we go to break, I just want to say one thing, and that is that, you know, we have a tendency to think that certain emotions are good or bad, but actually they're not. We just need to take the judgment away from it. And if you happen to feel depressed, if you happen to feel sad, if you happen to feel, you know, that's fine. You just feel it. And, and, and you know, yeah. because if when you try and suppress it, as you were saying before, that's when energy gets stuck. That's when, uh, the, you know, things happen and they get stuck and it end up getting physical. And that's when you have, you know, health issues. And we want to avoid those kinds of things, don't we? And, and that is that is the myth of the Garden of Eden, you know, yes. um, to, to throw in a, you know, a religious, um, you know, concept there. But, you know, when when you look at it, um, the fall was was uh, something that was introduced when the, the knowledge or the thought of good and evil was created. Prior to that, right. there was only unity. Everything right. was right. Um, one. And then all of a sudden, now we have this concept of, oh, this is good, this is bad. This is right. This is wrong. Right. And we create this illusion of separation. Right. And the process of atonement is one of bringing people together. Right. Um, and so th- this, is not, this is not religious, but from a conceptual perspective, we all go through this. We have illusion that separates us. Right. And the process um, of reconciliation is us feeling at one with ourselves, uh, uh, feeling at one with the universe. And that, that also includes the people that irritate us or, you know, the situations in life that we're tempted to think suck. It's being at one with those uh, so that there isn't that that packed up uh, emotion, uh, but that there's peace and acceptance. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, time for us to take a break. So please hold on. We've got more coming up with Joseph Ranseth, and uh, we're going to talk more about how do we take all this fluffy, energetic stuff and make it real practical, all right? So everybody, please stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Well, then you have come to the right place because The Rob and Callie Show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone, and now we're bringing it to the radio. So tune in and call in live Wednesdays, 8 to 8.30 on talkradio.myc. And that's Eastern Standard Time, so join us. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Um, so, Joseph, let, let, let's talk about that. I mean, you've done a lot, right? I mean, you've, you've been interviewed for TV. You, you gave a TEDx talk. You're, you've, you've written books. 
you know, how do we take this idea of really working on ourselves, of doing, you know, what the mystics always call the great work, right? The, the work of alchemy, of transforming our souls, our personalities, our, 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 our minds. Uh, how do we take that and make that into something that becomes a, not just a practice, but becomes a way in which we can contribute and be supported by it? Yeah, a beautiful question. And for me, it always comes back to looking, looking to models, right? Finding a reference point of, of who, who did it really, really well and to model them. And so for me, you know, a lot of it comes back to, uh, you know, these great transformational leaders who started movements um, right. because uh, we can learn a lot from them. And what I've done in my work is uh, in studying those great leaders, you know, be it uh, Dr. King, Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, Mother Teresa, all the way down through Jesus, uh, Buddha, Lao Tzu, um, that there's a, a model that they all followed, uh, and that there were, you know, a number of things in common at a very, very high level. We see that there are three things uh, that they all had in common. Um, that they took this knowledge of how they, uh, of knowing how people. Uh, operated, why we do what we do, um, and whereas marketers in the modern day would often use that knowledge to engineer a transaction, these, right. these great leaders use that knowledge to engineer a transformation. You know, they didn't just change people's right. behavior, they changed uh, their disposition, they changed the way that they saw themselves and how they were connected to the world, which produced a change in behavior, uh, but it, cha- it created a, an enduring change, not just, um, uh, you know, uh, a change in the moment. And so this blueprint, you see that all, all of those great leaders had uh, three things in common. One is that uh, they were inspired by a big idea. And by big idea, I don't mean that flash of insight in the shower that we have. Uh, it was a big idea and that it was bigger than themselves. It was something that transcended them as an individual, transcended any one person at all as an individual. It was something that united people together um, despite their differences. It was something that allowed for differences but still brought people together um, in unity. Uh, And this big idea always is, in one way or another, to varying degrees, an expression of the universal truth that we are all one, that that we are connected. Um, And so you see that. With what what Dr. King did, with what Gandhi did, um, you know, with what all the great spiritual leaders did, um, it was the same thing. They were teaching people um, to reconciliation, to to uniting uh, and creating unity. Um, The second thing that they all had was um, uh, a clear message. You know, often I I teach classes in the professional program at the university here, um, and I'll put up a picture of Dr. King and I'll ask the students, what is he saying? And they all know I have a dream. Now, right. I've, I've yet to meet anyone who knows every single word to that 16-minute and 26-second speech. Yeah. But they all know the message was that he had a dream, and that dream was that one day, you know, uh, people would live in unity, that they would be judged by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. Right. And we see that same issue uh, you know, still today, uh, there are so many issues um, you know, that, are, that are worth talking about, about saying we all just want to be treated as equal. Um, and then the third thing that, that each of those movements had um, you know, was, uh, was evangelists, right? An army of advocates for the cause. Mm-hmm. Dr. King didn't get 300,000 people out on the march in Washington by himself. 
right. had other people making phone calls, knocking doors, right. you know, handing out flyers. Even down, you know, you see Jesus, right? He called his his twelve apostles and and others, you know, to to spread the word. Um, it was a form of uh, you know creating unity um, and creating leverage. And so we see this model, um, you know, that each one of us can follow. Uh, but for me, it really comes back to this concept of the big idea. Um, if you really look at it through that lens of your big idea, what drives you needs to be something that in one way is an expression of the truth that we're all one. There is no separation between the airy-fairy, woo-woo inner work that we do and the rubber meeting the road on the outside, right. um, because everything becomes spiritual. Um, and by spiritual, I mean you know, uh, our essence, the essence of who we are um, is one and the same, that we are all connected. Right. Um, and any work uh, that we do that helps increase that, I believe, mm-hmm. is spiritual. And any work that we do that, you know, draws uh, people further away is the opposite. Um, and so, you know, really, um, it's that concept uh, that I shared that, you know, impacted me so much was integration, of seeing uh, that they don't have to be separate. Um, and right. so bridging that gap um, is just uh, really about the intention we put behind what we do. Are we creating unity? Um, you know, uh, and bringing things to a more full divine expression, or are we are we pulling apart? Right, and and a big idea doesn't have to be something super complex. It can also be a very simple idea, and and you know, I, I like one thing that comes to mind for me is uh, Annie Leonard. You know, created this little video online about you know how we manufacture and consume stuff just to kind of educate people about the waste that's inherent in the system you know years ago and it's touched the lives of millions of people and it's turned into its own movement in a way Mm -hmm. absolutely you know i i I chat with people um you know and it doesn't matter what we do the big idea is really more about intention so you know you can see uh, take a roofer for example one roofer could say I'm doing this because it's a great way to make a lot of money right. or another roofer could say I believe that all people have the right you know uh, to shelter and uh, a safe peaceful comfortable home that allows them to have a sanctuary and that's why they do what they do and and that that idea can be an expression of, of this truth that we're all one that we all deserve right. Um, you know, kind of uh, basic, um, you know, um, rights and, and, and uh, you know, liberties and supports to help us in our, our own spiritual path, wh- whatever that may be, if it's, you know, being a parent or being a crusader of some sort or just, you know, filling our job. Um, and so it's that lens of saying uh, of really about to what degree am I serving people and to what degree um, am I living in integrity, um, you know, with, with high vibration spiritual principles? Right. And, and just, uh, you know, focusing on that analogy you had of the roofer, which is a great one, you, a roofer who is doing it just to make a lot of money is much more likely to cut corners or to not do quite as good a job. Oh, if I, if I maybe I, I miss one spot, they're going to have to call me back in six months. Whereas the roofer who, who, who takes it as something like this is a right that people have to have a roof over their head is, is going to be more motivated to do the best work that they can do and is really going to focus on the quality of their work. That They're going to create a roof that they would want their own family to live under. And then they're much more likely to create something 
that r- truly lasts as opposed to the other roofer that's just thinking about the money and how he can make money on it, he's much more likely to skimp and cut corners and do it cheaply, and it's and much less likely for it to be a, a work of art in a sense. And and all of our work is really a work of art when it comes from our heart. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think one of the uh, one of the curses of our of our era is this concept of planned obsolescence. You know, yes. you look around uh, yes. at, at cities and you see buildings that are hundreds of years old and they're still still beautiful. Yes. And then you don't see a lot of uh, buildings that are 50, 60 years old because they're being torn down and replaced right, all the time. Right. Um, and and you you totally nailed it. When we put our heart into something, it becomes art. And it becomes an expression, right. and, and uh, you know, I, I love Dr. David Hawkins. Oh, he yes. Said one of the surest ways to help your children to become spiritually minded when they grow up is to surround them with aesthetics. Um, you know, he was talking about, uh, uh, you know, art, yeah. um, you know, culture, um, you know, opera, theater, et cetera, uh, things that are artistic expressions. Um, right. Because those, uh, you know, they vibrate at a high level, um, they resonate with us, um, and they are—they really are spiritual undertakings because they're—they're they're expressive. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and part of the way we get to know ourselves can be when we express ourselves in some creative way, like when the, the this. Uh, you know, a novel or story, fiction story comes out of us and we really look at how we describe the characters and, and what's going on in the story, that that can really be something that comes from within us that can be a great lesson for us about what is going on inside of us. It could be a story, it could be a painting, a drawing, a piece of music, you know, it could be any form of sort of expression. Mm-hmm. I, I agree that, you know, ad- adopting that mission of saying my life is about self-expression is probably one of the most powerful ways uh, mm. to be excellent at whatever it is that we do. Uh, because as you said, you'll put your heart into it. You know, you won't cut the corners, um, and, and it becomes a learning process. It becomes a meditation when right. whatever it is that we're doing, whether it's stand-up paddleboarding or a piece of art or writing, we're going to throw our heart into it, and we're going to be so much more aware um, and in that present moment that we'll be conscious of, oh, here's what's happening, not only just with my hands, but in my feet and in my, in my brain and my heart and feeling my blood, you know, we'll be so much more present and, uh, and involved into it. Um, you can't help um, but uh, make that, you know, uh, uh, the results, you know, a piece of excellence. Okay. Um, we're going to go to another break just very, very quickly before we go. Um, you talked before about sort of spiritual teachers and leaders. Um, Orion, just the show that aired right before ours, said like there is an opening, there is a, a, a need for spiritual teachers more than ever before. Do you believe that's true? I, I do, and, and I think the greatest need is really uh, for recognizing that spiritual teachers come in a lot of different forms uh, yes. and that anything that drives us inward um, to find our answers there, yours um, is a spiritual teacher, and and I think often uh, you know we're looking for uh, for teachers to hand us wisdom from the outside in, um, mm. and uh, and that can be helpful. It can be a good framework, uh, but ultimately 
what we're looking for is to tune into that inner whisper. So right. anything right. Uh, that helps us go there, I believe, is is a spiritual teacher. Wonderful, wonderful. Believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last commercial break of the hour. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back with Joseph Ranseth. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com So, Joe, I want to ask you, since you're all about helping and teaching people like how to start their own movements, what do you feel is really your movement? What are you looking to really inspire in people? What are you looking to see? What is the change you're really looking to inspire in the world? Sam, I got to say, I love your questions. Every one of the questions you ask is so beautiful. And, <laughs> uh, and, and ultimately, at a, at a very deep level, my movement is the same movement um, that, that everyone um, has, which is uh, creating uh, unity mm-hmm. and increasing uh, the, the level of vibration of the planet, of elevating mm-hmm. consciousness. Um, and that will take so many different expressions. Right. Um, but I believe that the highest uh, calling that any one of us can take is that, is creating more unity um, in elevating consciousness uh, across the planet. Right. And and I just want to, like, mention for those people listening out there who think, like, maybe this is a little too woo-woo, like, this stuff is really being worked into even corporate structures these days. There, I've met people who are chief consciousness officers of corporations, and that you'll find now, although it may not be talked about as much, CEOs and C-suite executives are meditating during their lunch breaks, and and... You know, companies are beginning to realize that sort of the, the next step or the next big thing, whether in business or politics or anything, is really all about human consciousness, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and this is what it, I, I think that, you know, people are starting to wake up to, um, you know, there's, there's so much power in the concepts of the law of attraction and so forth. Um, but I think people, you know, there are a lot of people who tried it and then, oh, I didn't get the results. And, and people are kind of waking up to, it's not just as simple as you get what you want right. in life. <laughs> it's more a matter of you get what you are. Um, you, yeah. get, you get what you vibrate at, but you get who you accept. 
right, um, as, as yourself. And so we realized that, yeah, you know, I can do the same things as someone else, um, but they may get a different result because of where they are, you know, because right. of who they are energetically and so forth. And people are realizing that, yeah, we have to do the inner work, that yes. we can say, you know, I want a million dollars, but if our inner dialogue and our, and our energy is, is one of lack and of, of poverty, um, we have to do that in work first. And, and people, are, people are getting that. Um, they realize that this quick buck um, isn't working um, right. and that we need to create more sustainable and to, to up-level. And, and I think, you know, uh, commerce is really serving us in a lot of ways because, uh, you know, this, uh, the competition um, is increasing so much. Um, and where we used to look at, let's differentiate ourselves from another business uh, based on price. Right. Or based on you know color or or branding. Now, like um, you know, consumers are saying, "No, we I want to do business with a company that is sustainable, you know, environmentally, yes. you know, socially responsible, all of these things." Right. That uh, has the more same more, values saying, that we do. I want to do business with someone who aligns with my values. Yes. Uh, and as people are becoming more, um, you know. Uh, engaged and interested in the things of uh, uniting us uh, together uh, that uh, that more and more businesses will will adopt that um, and so it is uh, it does you know I, I, I in jest I kind of say it's and airy fairy but it is also incredibly pragmatic yes absolutely yeah absolutely and and it, it's really quite interesting and in that people are starting to think more even long term it's it's like now you see so many um you know even just the concept of having a um what they call now a b corporation in the united states which is a benefit corp which is a for-profit entity that's for social good and 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 just even having that concept it shows such an evolution in our consciousness that we could even think of such a thing and that it is sort of Mm -hmm. pushing us to think truly what ultimately is really going to be better and and we are starting to think a little bit more long term because people realize like if all we're worried about is this month or this quarter that it's not going to be sustainable and that ultimately you're not going to have the quote-unquote success that uh, people have traditionally looked for um yeah i i I'm curious, Joe. I just just want to ask you because nowadays people see such a dichotomy in the world. You know, we see such great things happening and such awful things happening that I find people are really like it's very easy to get sort of depressed about the future and it and it is easy to be optimistic about the future depending on what you focus on. I'm curious, what do you see in the future? How do you see things unfolding? And and I'm not asking for a prediction, I'm just your feeling. <laughs> yeah, no, I for me it everything on the outside parallels the inside. And and I know that when I am very discouraged about things in my life, I'm feeling overwhelmed. You know, I don't have a lot of hope that things will, will get better. I know that in the times that I've changed, it can be as simple as a shift in mind. Um, and all of a sudden, all of those things that I thought were so horrible, now I'm back on track, I'm aligned. Um, and as soon as I make that inner shift, it seems that the outer things just seem to align very, very quickly. You know, whereas if we just keep focusing on the outer, um, you know, that it's hard. Oh, you know, uh, you know, if you feel broke, it doesn't matter how much work you do to try and earn money. It doesn't really ever seem to stay. But when you make that mind shift. So when I look at the world and, and I will admit there are times that I get depressed and I think, 
wow, this is horrible. I can't believe that we're we're shooting each other again. You know, yeah. I can't believe that we're warring over, you know, um, you know, things uh, that were meant to be beautiful, like our our religions and, and things like that. You know, I, uh, so it can be overwhelming. But realizing that those shifts happen in my mind so quickly, I believe that um, you know, uh, societally, uh, it will also be very quick because. We're seeing that, yeah, you know what? We're polluting the ocean. We're, uh, you know, we're destroying our forests. We're, you know, we're hurting the planet we live on. You know, uh, we're forgetting essentially that we belong to one another. Uh, And so, a lot of these behaviors. And I think um, that as the worse it gets, or the worse we we see it getting, um, the more uh, opportunity that has to be a catalyst to get us back on track. Uh, of saying, hey, we got to stop that. You know, if you have just a very, very mild headache, you're probably going to push through it. But right. when when it's pounding and pounding and pounding, that's when you stop and say, I've got to do something about this. Right. And and I believe the same thing. That's why I'm optimistic about the world. Wonderful, wonderful, great, great. Um, so uh, at the beginning of the show, you mentioned you were going to do something nice for our listeners and offer a, a free book on your website. Why don't you, you tell people about that? What, what's the book and how, how do they get it? Yeah, if, if people go to josephrances.com uh, slash impact, mm-hmm. uh, they can get a copy um, of, of this entire blueprint. Uh, you know, it's called the Purpose Driven um, Manifesto, Purpose Driven Marketing Manifesto, and they can get a full copy of that, that blueprint. Mm-hmm. Um, of how those great transformational leaders of old, um, you know, did it, and the model that we can follow, um, and how we can apply it into our own businesses, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, I also do, um, you know, a, a contest um, every month for those who are interested. Um, you know, I, I give away a free uh, coaching package to one one person each month, and if anyone's interested, wow. you know, in, in diving deeper into starting their own movement of doing that inner work and unleashing their inner Gandhi. Um, so to speak, uh, they can, they're, they're free to enter that, which is at josephrances.com slash contest. Um, and I'd be happy to give one of your listeners, um, you know, that as a, as a gift as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. So everybody, I just want to make sure you have the spelling right for that website. Joseph, J O S E P H Ranseth, R A N S E T H dot com. Um, and just, you know, when you finally get a chance to talk to him, let him know like, Hey, I found out about it from the conscious consultant now. Well, Joseph, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much. I know you're very busy and doing a lot of things. I'm glad we were finally able to get this scheduled. Well, likewise, it's, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure, Sam, and I, I appreciate the gift to visit with you and, and your listeners. Uh, you're quite welcome. And just to let you know, I mean, we've had listeners from around the world. I think we have probably about six different countries uh, listening during the show. So we've, uh, we, we do reach, I, I believe, in, in big dreams. So I, I do believe in reaching people around the world, not just in one or two countries. Beautiful. I love it. All right. Great. And listen, I'm going to hold you to it. You let me know next time you come to New York City and we're going to have to get together and do something. No, you know it, brother. I wouldn't miss it for the world. All right. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Joseph. You take care now. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, great. So I just want to, before I sign off, a a couple of quick things. Uh, Some of you may have noticed on the website that, you know, there's been some shifts and changes in our programming. As always, you know, Talking Alternative is always growing, shifting, and changing with the times. 
And uh, for those of you who tuned in early before the Conscious Consultant Hour, you heard Being Community Radio. Um, Aurea, who was doing two hours on Tuesday night, has sort of split up his shows. And now the Robin Callie show has moved from Wednesday nights to Tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Um, so now we've got Wednesdays, 8 to 9, 9 to 10. Uh, I mean, Tuesdays, 8 to 9, 9 to 10. Wednesdays, Michael Dulce's show, Secrets of the Sire, is now on 8 to 9 p.m. And now Thursdays, you got three shows, Being Community Radio, The Conscious Consultant Hour, and, of course, coming up next is Frank About Health. And, of course, on Fridays, we always have uh, 21st Century Entrepreneur and Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. So I really appreciate everybody listening in, especially those people. Camille, loyal uh, friend and listener on the Facebook live stream uh, we will be posting the link to the video afterwards for those who are interested thank you all for tuning in today and we will talk to you next week you are listening to the talking alternative network Are you concerned about epilepsy, autism, or diabetes? Are you interested in alternative treatments, the impact of health, or new therapies? Then tune into my show, Frank About Health. I'm Frank Harrison, the host. Tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc, where you learn more about these illnesses, treatments, the social impacts, and create a dialogue with each other. That's Frank About Health, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc.
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.